On today's show, was game two a wake-up call for Luka, Jalen Brunson, the Mavs coaches, or the Mavs front office? Or all of them? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way that you can help grow the show <laughs> is to comment below. This is a dangerous day to be asking for comments. So here, we, <laughs> here we are. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com, the fourth quarter queen, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, man. What a fourth quarter. Um, Man, I mean, we said it before the series. We said it after game one. We'll say it after game two. The Suns are the best team in the league for a reason. Like by it, far it, watching that Miami heat team against the Sixers. I'm like, the Suns team is definitely the best team in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're so dang good. You know, 60, you know, some percent again from the field tonight. Um, shout out to everybody. It's like, Oh, they're going to shoot up 50 again. It's like, well, actually they did better tonight, but <laughs> they um, shot 65 from the field, 52 from three and 86% from the line. That's just insane. But, but you know what? We, we were talking right before this pod and we're saying, you know, kind of rundown of what this pod will look like. And, you know, we try to have some type of plan, most of our pods here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if the fourth quarter didn't happen like it did, you know, we're sitting there breaking down this game, seeing what positive, seeing, you know, here and there about some, about some things. But the fourth quarter was a moment. It, it was a, a moment for the Mavs that, it shouldn't leave their brains, all of them, for a long, long time because that was just flat out embarrassing. You take a look at this game, and the Mavericks were kind of hanging around. It's what this Suns team does. It, I've been calling it a sunburn on Lockdown NBA all year because they just let teams hang around and they'll hang around and they'll hang around. And then all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, they just go on this blitz. Like they just, they just all of a sudden go on an 11-0 run or a 20 to five run or something like that. They've been doing it to teams all year. It's just what they do. They're able to just ramp it up and ramp it up. I, I was watching that that Heat Sixers game and I was like waiting for the the Heat to do that because the Sixers defense without Joel Embiid is not that great. So I was just waiting for them to do this run, and they don't do that. But this Suns team does. They can take advantage of all these different matchups. They their team. Their, their starters basically just have no weakness. With If Chris Paul and Devin Booker yeah. are going to shoot that well, going to play that well, even with Aiton in foul trouble, you know, they didn't even need, did he even play in the second half? Like they didn't even, no. they didn't even need him at all. No. And so it just came that fourth quarter. It was 89. This is nuts. It was 89 to 86 yeah. at, the, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And the Mavericks were like right there. You, you, you felt it. They had a lead, you know, for a decent amount of that second quarter. They're right there. This Mavericks team just needs a couple of threes to go their way. And that's what you were feeling in this. And then all of a sudden it was just a Chris Paul takeover and it didn't matter. And you can't say anything. There was the refereeing in this game was, was brutal. I don't know if anyone got, I don't know if anyone got an advantage. There was all kinds of weird stuff to begin the game. There was fouls all over the place. You can't make any excuses in any, in any way about that. It wasn't just like the Suns got a ton of calls their way. The Mavs got a bunch of calls their way too. And so now, and now we look at, okay, 
was that fourth quarter just the Mavs running out of gas? Was it just, you know, the Mavs gave them their best shot at the beginning of this game to get that lead, take that lead? The Mavs running out of players. Luka running out of gas because he's just putting so much into this game. Was it Jalen Brunson being overwhelmed because he struggles with length and he has this season even. He's been really good this season and still struggle with length. And Or is it, you know, a common, was it coaching that you know, Dwight Powell's still playing in the game? Josh Green's getting minutes in this game. You know, the leaving Dorian Finney-Smith in and getting in foul trouble. Like, there's just all kinds of things. But it, it it can be all those. Stuff can be two things, right? And yeah. I, I honestly think that this is a wake-up call for everybody, and starting with Luka Doncic. Yeah, you know, it. we have we've been doing this pod ever since Luka came into the league. We joke that we're locked on Luka, you know, a lot of times. And we've covered the best moments of Luka's career so far in the NBA. Let's just take a moment and list those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's just to those. feel better about tonight. Um. You know, so yeah, if if you don't want me to want to hear me say anything negative about Luca, you can just push the fast forward a little bit because <laughs> I'm gonna be really honest for a second. I think this is a moment that Luca needs to take this tape, and this is what he just needs to watch all summer because that fourth quarter was embarrassing for him. And it was embarrassing for you are he is a top five player in the NBA. And there's a reason why all of these franchises, when they do all the polls of like who you want to start a franchise with, it's Luca. It's still Luca. Like it, that doesn't change anything. But going into this series, what did we say? We was like, hey, man, if, if they beat the Suns, oh my gosh, well then they could beat anybody then. They have the confidence. But if they lose to the Suns, what did we say on this pod? You're going to learn what it takes to yep. get to the next level and to win an NBA championship. And if you're Luka Doncic, this fourth quarter, not only did they target you because you were tired and you wasn't playing defense and everything, it was embarrassing because they were laughing about it. Like it, it felt like I was watching a, I used to be in, into UFC and, and I would have some favorite fighters here and there and like see it, seeing a fighter get woozy and it's like, oh, here it comes. Like, this is bad. And the other guy's just like taunting. And you're like, here comes the knockout. It's like inevitable. And like, oh, your like heart's being ripped out because you just love that guy so much. But this, this is that moment for Luca. He, if he wants to get to that next level, you can't be singled out like he was and laughed at from the Suns bench and from Booker and Chris Paul and them just toying with him on defense. Like he became a laughing stock on defense tonight. And for him to get to that and get a ring, he has to get better. You can't, you can't be like that in the fourth tonight. And I, I'm hoping that this is a moment. I, and I think it will. I think this is a moment for Luca in his career that he will watch and he will learn from and hopefully he'll come back different next year. There's a reason why, you know, the finals MVP has been like, I went through the numbers. I went through the, the ages at some point this year. It's like always a 26 to like 32 year old, right? It's always Dirk yeah. was what? 33, 34 when he won is, and you just have, you can't, there has to be some maturing at some point. And as, as mature as Luca is in his, in his game and in his basketball IQ and all that, Luca was toyed with the way that he toys with other players, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. wild. And you're gonna hear a, a lot of people, a lot of people that that parachute in that haven't watched the Mavs all year that say, "Oh, well, that's Luka Doncic. He's the worst defender on the Mavericks. He's the worst defender, probably in the league." They're gonna start throwing things out like that. They're gonna start saying, "Well, Luca's as bad of a defender as Trey Young. He's one of the worst defenders in the NBA. You have to just keep attacking him." 
you listening that probably watch the Mavs a lot like you know that's not true you know that's not true this year no. but some after that after the calf injury he's he struggled a little bit and he struggles when he has to put in a ton of effort on the offensive end and he has to again the Mavericks start this game the same exact way they started game one they spotted the Suns nine points there was turnovers there was a missed alley-oop from from uh from Dwight there was you know the shot clock Luka got stripped there was a missed three there was a Brunson missed a jumper like the Mavericks were down 0-9 again and Luka had to pull like kind of pull them back in and had to just go super saiyan mode on them and that took so much out of him that he you know that he didn't have anything else for, for defense in the fourth quarter and it goes back to to Isaac's point, this has to be a moment for him because he's got to be in better shape. He's got to be in better yeah. shape. You have to be in such incredible shape to win in the playoffs. It's so hard to get to that level, and uh, this is one of the re- this is one of the reasons why. And, and that you can you can say that the Mavericks didn't even have a shot through three quarters without Luca. Like he was insane. Like offensive wise, he's in he's insane. You can also say Luca had his best defensive year, and he he wasn't a black hole on defense this you know season that some people parachuting in right now didn't know you can say all these things and say he's a top five player in the NBA like I am but also say there is another level that you have to be able to get to on the biggest stage of the NBA in the playoffs in the fourth quarter you can't be embarrassed like Luca was tonight if if you want to win a ring and so I'm sure coming up in the second segment let's talk about the other wake-up calls for it like it's a wake up call for Jalen Brunson. It's a wake up call for this front office on in the roster construction too. That also affects Lucas. Um, also we know that for sure. But it's a wake up call for everybody tonight. It absolutely is. It's a wake up call for them. We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online, the best place to go check out the odds and stats and sports info and everything for the latest sports development, league reviews, news, including your basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, the run of the Kentucky Derby. Isaac's home state in Kentucky. Go oh. check that out. It has everything on Bet Online. You want to check out some of the series odds. The Warriors minus three ten to win the series against the Grizzlies now, even after losing that game too. Um, the Celtics minus one one twenty to win that series after that dominating game two for them. So interesting odds and lines all the time. They have series props. They have NBA specials. They have oh, this was you'll love this one. Plus 15,000 to be the next coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James. Go check out that huh. and, and more on Bet Online. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. Now, make sure to check out Locked On NBA Big Board host Rafael Barlow, Dallas, Dallas resident and, uh, and our friend. From NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter that Chad Ford handed over to him is joined by Richard Stamen, a.k.a. Mavs Draft, our friend Sam Ferris, Leif Tuling, giving fans an in-depth look at the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's locked on NBA Big Board on that feed on podcast and YouTube. All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about Luka Doncic and how this is a wake-up call for him. And it is because you just start looking at the stats. That first half, he was he was incredible again. He was so good in that first half. Fourth quarter, one of three from the field, hit that one three. And he was a minus 15 in, in that corner. Like the one the Suns absolutely were, were tearing through him. Oh, no, uh, Luca was, was three of five, hit one three, hit two free throws, uh, and just had nine points. In that, in that fourth quarter, which it, which is pretty decent. It's just not enough to beat the Suns team. And he looked absolutely gassed in that fourth quarter. And now is the time. It's it's 
Jokic two years ago. It's Embiid this past year where they just come in and they, they had an incredible offseason. And Luka will finally have a full offseason this year, which uh, do we have to drink for that? <laughs> we have to drink for that now. Luka gets a full offseason. Actually, I think there is some summer stuff that he could be playing. But, anyway. uh, but it's not going to be the same as it was with, with these weird offseasons he's had with COVID years and the bubble years and all that, all that Olympics and all that stuff. So he's going to get a, a full year and he has to come in and the, like, it, we have to hear the best shape of his life type things. Right. And he, we have to yeah. see that. Cause we saw it with Jokic. We saw it with um, Embiid. Giannis has kind of always been there, but LeBron's had a, an off season like that. We've seen it from so many stars over and over again that they finally had that one year where they're like, Oh dang, I really have to start putting effort into my body, putting effort into this in the off season. And I think that's just the huge key for this. Cause he just didn't have anything at the end there. You, you know what I go back to? I go back to that J.J. Barea pod. Yes. I think it was J.J. Reddick. It was, it? yeah. ESPN and, first take star J.J. Reddick now. No, that was a great segment. But anyway, <laughs> amazing. J.J. Barea, this was, what, maybe two off-seasons ago? I mean, it feels it feels like it was yesterday, but, I, you know, it was at least over, you know, a year, year and a half ago. J.J. Barea is on that pod with J.J. Reddick. They're talking about the brilliance of Luka Doncic, and it's J.J. Barea that says of like, man, when he actually figures it out, like, and he figures it out and he takes this serious as far as like getting in shape and all of that, that's when like, it's going to be even more scary then because like the, the ceiling for where, or the floor of where Luke is at is like all-star and like all this stuff. It's, it's insane. Like he's, he's still an amazing, amazing player, but for like where he's at now to get well, you just to said he's top next, five in the nba like <laughs> yeah just... top five yeah like but like for him to get to that next level he can't he can't be played in like hunted like he was tonight and that's why i was like it was the combination of the crowd the national stage the biggest stage fourth quarter the laughing the taunting from sons and everything i'm like man this this is a moment that I'm watching that if I'm Luca, if I'm tired running sprints this summer, I'm going to be like, fire up that fourth quarter again. Let me see that. I need that extra motivation. Just play that loop of Devin Booker staring him down after scoring on him that one time. Just over, just put it on uh, a but, GIF and NFT and just like show it in his like, like <laughs> Sweeney or whoever, <laughs> Greg St. Jean needs like an iPad with that loop over and over again in front of Luca's face. Devin Booker, yeah, he cracks me up. Dude makes a couple, you know, makes an all-rookie team, a couple all-stars, makes the playoffs one time, and now he's like, bro, I'm Kobe. Um, let's shift to Brunson real quick. Jalen Brunson uh, has a total of 22 points in this uh, in this entire you know series so far, which is just two games. He had nine points tonight. Nine points. He had eight points in the fourth quarter alone in game one. So if you just want to, you know, take away that of <laughs> in, in calculate how many points he's had in, you know, seven out of the eight quarters, he's struggling. And it, it's a, it's a wake up call to Jalen Brunson too, of, Hey, Dorothy from wizard of Oz, this isn't Utah anymore. And it's the whole kind of thing with the Clippers thing of like, Oh, struggling with length. Is there something with game plan and stuff too? But he just seems really uncomfortable. Well, and it's not even length on him. <laughs> it's it's, no. it's Devin Booker or Chris Paul, who, who are not like the long, they're not Mikhail Bridges, right? And it's just a team defense. It's a team defensive scheme. Yeah. How many, think about, think about this. How many times did Luca in this game specifically 
pass, like try and attempt to pass, and it went off a limb or it got picked off or it was off, of, like it got tipped or something like that. This Suns team is just so interconnected defensively that they tip all these these passes and like Luca can't get these all these crazy th- like through passes that he gets in the regular season that we're in awe of. He can't get those through. So imagine Jalen Brunson with just a margin of error that is even smaller than Luca's trying to get it through this Suns team and trying to do the things that he did against the the Jazz when he was just one-on-one against somebody and he could just size up or measure up. And he did it a couple times in this game, right? Probably just those three times or four, four or five times he did it in this game. But it's just not the same. And the Mavs need anything from him. They need anything from him. Yeah. And it, it can't be a three of 12 game again where he had just two assists and he had three turnovers. Two assists and three turnovers. That's not, this is not the Jalen Brunson that we saw in, in the first round. And so, I don't know. Do, do, do you take this as the Suns are a bad matchup for him, or the the Jazz were just such a good matchup that it made him look? I mean, incredible. He scored forty points in a playoff game. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Suns are just a whole different animal. I mean, there's just a whole. They're in a whole different stratosphere from what Utah even is remotely thinking about being. It, and it, you know. I don't, I don't. Oh no! Isaac no, <laughs> lost words. I did. I I, I lost. Are, I lost words on it. I call it say. time of death. What those, because, how many? A thousand? How many episodes are we in? A thousand something. Because you know, I, I know our, ends. our comes I know death. our YouTube you know comments are probably flaming right now. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you are saying all this negative stuff about Luca. And it's like, well, we, they, you, also, they didn't watch the game. You didn't know, watch the like, game then if you're if you're thinking that today because Luca was bad and, and Luca admits it. I mean, it, the Luca is speaking to the media right now. He said, I've got to play better on I've got to play better defense. That's it. That's yeah. a quote from Luca, right? And it's it's just so true that that was the reason. Uh I, I honestly I just saw Haralaba Valgaris tweet this. Our friend, sort of, not really. He tweeted at me today. <laughs> this is bananas. The Suns went after Luca 50 times as the screen defender. 50. And scored a casual 1.72 points per chance. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. I don't know if Dinwiddie scores that on open layups right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is insane. But Brunson can't score the same amount of points as Davis Bertans. Like you know, no. Dinwiddie no. scored 11 in this game. Reggie Bullock, you know, scored 16 in this game. And, and I, I think. You know, we were talking about, hey, if the you know Mavs lose this series before the series, what's going to be the storyline coming out of it? Is it going to be the DeAndre Ayton series that the Mavs are coming out of the series saying we have to go get another big? You know, to, to my like man, we, my man played eighteen minutes tonight, <laughs> scored nine points. I know, and it's you know, you know what? It's like I didn't even look at that outcome. I thought it was going to be either or of like he's going to dominate, and that's why the Suns, you know, he's going to have these massive, you know, stat numbers throughout the whole series. And Suns, you know, if the Suns win, then it's like, oh man, Aiden, big time series. I didn't even like comprehend Aiden just being like blah, and the Suns like po- possibly, you know, rolling through the series. But you know, that's the Aiden thing. Played like, four minutes in the second half. Four. Yeah, that's wild. Um, four because Tony Brothers played, he played more minutes. Two, just just under two minutes in the fourth quarter. Two minutes. Uh, um, you know, and, and that's why we go back to the front office of this coming coming out of this series. Like, let's just say it continues playing out like it does, which this series isn't over. 
it's not over that, that, uh, well, some people say that series isn't over until the home the home you know the home team loses and so the match exactly. has not they're been going, home they're yet. going back to dallas we I, get this. I know that I, i'm not sure that i agree with that at this point seeing how bad these games have been but let's see the maps at home for a couple of games before we're just like it's over yeah but if it does play out if it does continue like it is i think it is a wake-up call to the front office of ooh. Like if, if Brunson continues playing like this, because we're, we've entered that next level, we just heard, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys listen, like Bill Simmons, Rosilla and some of them, they were talking about Minnesota the other day. And Rosilla was making that point about Minnesota of like, dude, they just got to figure out how to win a playoff series. They got to, that's that next step for them. Instead of who's your closing lineup in a finals, <laughs> the Mavs have won a playoff series. They've taken the next step. Now you got to really figure out, Who's going to get me to the finals and can play in the finals? Who's the number two? Those big questions. And, and that's Dallas has to ask that coming out of the series. And so coming up, how much is, how much is this a wake up call for the front office for coaching for, for all that? We'll talk about that and more coming up before we do. Let me tell you about rock auto with the ever increasing number of makes and models of cars. It's impossible for your chain local parts store, the dealer even to keep all the parts that you need. So why would you want to, Spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or dealership. And you also have to wait for it. RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Rockauto. All right, Isaac Harris, how much of a wake-up call is this fourth quarter for the the front office? And we start with we we say that because this, this fourth quarter was so bad for the Mavericks. But I I'm not going to just start tearing everything down and say, well, it's just Luca and nobody else. Just tear it all down from the studs and it's Luca and no and nobody else can play. Because the Mavericks are they're progressing through and I don't think with this roster we expected the Mavericks to be in the finals, right? I, I, we did this podcast every day all year. We're not expecting them to be in the finals. We kept saying Guys, before, they could get swept and we're still going to say on this podcast and say it was a, a successful season. Like yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We yeah. are. Like, because you can't yeah. move the go- you can't move the goalposts. Because we yeah. started this season saying, okay, for this iteration of the Mavericks, if they stay pretty much the same, and they did, except for the Porzingis Dinwiddie trade, then the next progression for them is get over the hump, win that playoff series, and they did. They went and did that, and now they're going against the best team in the NBA and looking completely outmatched. And you're like, yeah, that that's yeah. that's it. The Mavericks have always needed to make another move they made the Dinwiddie trade because they know they needed to make another move what was the yeah. that was the phrase that we were joking about and having a, a <laughs> grab your grab your drinks remember we did the drinking game for yeah. flexibility and then we did we also did the drinking game for um Dallas is going to get a seat at the table because they they wanted to get a seat at the table with free agents and stuff so I don't think anything has changed in the front office to be honest I think they always thought this it, it would have changed if the Mavericks had gone out there and what if they had won like they were you know, close to winning that game one, there was a moment where you felt like, okay, they're in control of this game too. And then all of a sudden it just went away from them. But if they had won these two games, then all of a sudden maybe it's, oh, this team is good enough. This team is ready, but it's, it's been far from that. And so I think that would have been the change for me. Um, 
but this team is what we thought they were and they they've always needed to make another move they've always needed to you know get better at the number two spot <laughs> and that, that stayed the same we haven't seen anything from, from brunson especially in this series but because it's more about the other side than it was i for me i think it's a wake-up call to the front office more because of what they're watching from the other team than it is yeah. from your own team mm. to see what chris paul did tonight in the fourth quarter and Devin Booker's over there with his warm-up on, smiling with the bench and having fun. And Chris Paul's putting on a clinic. And then Booker comes in, rested, and hits his threes and is, like, showing off and all that. And it's like, to have that that duo, to have a second guy as good as, which is crazy that this is how old he is. He's still efficient now, Chris Paul. And it's like, to have those two guys, like, that. that's what you're watching that saying, ooh, we – we got to get Luca to where Luca's wearing the warm up in the beginning Chris, of the fourth quarter, and another guy's torching. Chris Paul is one of the best point guards of all time, maybe the best point guard of all time. People are making that that case right now. I don't think I would. I mean, he's better in Magic. So I was gonna say I got a I got a jersey for a guy in, on my shelf right now that's probably the best point guard of all time, but um, one of the best of all time. Devin Booker has been you know an All Star level player for a while now. Jalen Brunson just hit what. <laughs> I just, it's just funny because Booker just cracks me up because he's good. He's, he's, good, he's very good. He, he carries himself, you know, like he's Kawhi. Not even Kawhi. I mean, it's like it's, um... with Kawhi's accolades. <laughs> like he thinks he's like, you think he's like, bro, you've won like a couple scoring titles and a couple rings, like because of how, you know, he been to one finals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, one finals. Um, and so now it's <laughs> what about Tony Brothers though? He's been to the finals. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Holy crap. This game, uh, we said it at the top that the, I don't think either team got an advantage in this no, game no, because yeah. of, I'm not saying that from a Mavs angle. No. I'm just saying what 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 was going on? What is it was okay, so I, I, there were 26 fouls called on the Mavs, 28 fouls called on the Suns. So what is that? That's uh 50 <laughs> 54 fouls called. Um, I looked it up. What's the most fouls called in one game in the playoffs? 83. Ironically, it was a three overtime game. So take that into consideration. Okay. Three overtime game. Nets Pistons 2004. Jason Kidd played in that game. Wow. 80, 83 fouls were called and Jason Kidd only committed one of them. I was like, dang, that's wild. Huh. Uh, so we're, we're nowhere near that game, but ton of fouls called in this game. It was just, it was so, it was so back and forth that both teams were, were upset about it. Um, and then, uh, one thing that was, was a big moment that I thought we could talk about. If you want to talk about like any positives from this game, second quarter, beginning of the second quarter, the Mavs go on a 15 to six to six stretch without Luca. And it was yeah. Dinwiddie kind of taken over there at that point. He scored eight points in that little run. And, uh, that was like the first time in this series, maybe the first time in the playoffs that the Mavs have uh, done well with Luca on the bench. And, uh, when Luca plays and that was a, a positive thing. They that was when the Mavs it. finally took the lead. Yeah, yeah, I made the note that they, uh, the Mavs outscored the Suns by nine points with Lucas sitting on the bench. And it's like, you just don't get that. And, you know, no. you, you alluded to earlier at the beginning of the pod, you know, it was a, a three-point game with how much time left in the game? 11 minutes. 11 minutes. You're like, man, they, they have to. Like, I, I was literally telling myself after one of those Reggie, Reggie threes there, maybe in the late third, I'm like, they have to win this. To have a shot. You know, they, they got to win this game. Like, they're in this game. Um, the floodgates, you know, opened after that in the fourth uh, with Chris Paul. But, you know, the Mavs are hitting hitting their threes, you know, a decent amount in this series. 
you know, they hit 30, or I mean, they hit 16 in game one, they hit, you know, 17 in this game, 41% tonight. I mean, if the Mavs are, you know, hitting 16 to 23s in a game, it's like, all right, yeah, let's do that. Like, I, I'm down for that. It's just, it's the, it's the other guys with Luca. Like, we talked about Luca being, you know, tired and all that stuff, but he's got to have some, some more help with that. And JB's got to come through. I don't know know what else. You want to talk about that flagrant foul on Aiton? That was so weird. I mean, it was definitely an offensive foul. It, I just, I hate, so, I so hated it for Aiton in the moment. But Aiton's going in transition off of a, of a loose ball. The Suns get the ball. They pass it over to Aiton. It's it's Dwight Powell and Aiton just going one on one at the basket in transition. Dwight gets real up close to him and is going straight up. And then Aiton tries the, um, like the Euro step thing where you throw you you throw your elbow and your your hand over from one side of your body to the other with the ball, and he just clocks Dwight right in the right in the chin. And you're like, okay. On a normal play, if he clocks Dwight in the chin like that, first of all, it usually doesn't, doesn't get called because Dwight yeah. always gets hit in the face every game. But I, I don't know. I, I he couldn't see where Dwight was. It didn't seem it didn't seem intentional to me to make it a flagrant one. Was weird. This whole game was ref really weird. <laughs> Super weird. You know, there were moments. Berton's hitting three threes. You know, was huge. Berton's played yeah. a ton in this game. He did. He played a lot. You know, eighteen minutes. We talked about the fouls, but it did affect the Mavs in a negative way when it comes well, to Dwight. Dorian played 20 minutes. He was leading the NBA (laughs) minutes played in the playoffs and he played 20 minutes in this game. Yeah. And you look at the Suns, you know, Suns were in the bonus with five minutes to go in the the first. They're in the bonus with nine minutes to go in the second quarter. It's like, what, what is happening right now? And then it was like the refs just flipped a switch of, holy crap, we can't have this narrative. We got to call it for the Mavs now. And then like, it was like every (laughs) single time, you know, it was going for the, for the Mavs at, at that point. It was so, so weird of a game. That's why I was like leaning more into like more than normal of, ooh, Dallas has to win this game because it was so weird. Yeah. It's like they, they mucked it up. They won these non-Luka minutes. They're hitting some of these threes. Aiton was in foul trouble too. It's like, all right, you got some things maybe leaning our way a little bit. And all the fouls slowed it down, which is what the Mavs want. They, yeah. they, they yeah, needed yeah, a game where they can impose their will as far as speed of the game. And this was the game where they were going to do it. They also shot 40% from three. They're shooting 50% from three through a decent percentage of this game. Uh, At half, they were 10 of 20 from three. And so they got a game where it was slowed down to their pace. They they shot well from three. And, uh, you know, and and a couple guys were were in foul trouble. But, yeah, that that was a game where you're like, oh, they need that one. And the Suns just erase it just like that. And it's how good the Suns team is. I'm going to take you back to our our preview of this series. If the Mavs take any games, it should be a huge positive because that's how good the Suns are. And, and to go on that point again, Luka Doncic before the series, he's it's one, after one of the practices before the series even starts, he says, they're the number one team in the NBA, went to the finals last year. We have to play almost perfect game, follow the game, play, play hard. If Luka Doncic, your best player, you know, is, is saying – we have to play a near perfect game to beat them. Like that's a, that that's a statement to me. Like that's a, that's an honest recognition of where you're at yeah. and how, and how good Phoenix is that, you know, before the series even starts, we have to be dang near perfect. And, and they, they just haven't. And, and that's, 
you know, that that's why, you know, some Mavs fans are upset because we're not like, oh, the Mavs in four, you know, before the series. Cause it's like, well, we're being realistic too. And I'm sure, you know, some fans will hate this podcast, you know, for it, but they're, they're just so dang good. Like it's okay to love the Mavs and be an MFFL and talk about the Mavs every single day. Like we have for five years and still say we're underdogs. Like we're underdogs for a reason. And this Suns team is a really, really good team that won 64 games. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Let's let now it comes back to Dallas Friday night. We don't get three days off like Memphis and Golden State, but it comes three, back three days. It's insane. Comes back to Dallas. And let's, let's do this. Let's have the crowd, man. Like if you have tickets or you yeah. can get tickets, let's show up. Let's show up for the Mavs and see if we can get this game three, because then you get some momentum. If you can win that game three and say, let's get this other game at home at that point. And, so let's do this Friday night. <laughs> let's do this Friday night. We will be back every single day on this podcast through the playoffs. People were getting mad that I was saying until the Mavs get knocked out of the playoffs. Okay. Until the Mavs playoffs are over finals or whatever, we will continue to do daily podcast guys. Thanks so much for listening to locked on Mavs and making us your first listen. Now make sure make your second listen locked on NBA me and your, and your boy, uh, Pat, the designer, on there today. So go check out Locked On NBA, oh, YouTube, podcast, wherever. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. It's out. Boom. Boom.